Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Inspired Action Life Podcast. This is Karen Baldridge, and we are on episode six, which I have decided to call Reframing Success and Stop Being a Crumb Taker and a Perpetual Victim. So yeah, that's not the cleanest title, and it's not the shortest, concise title, but I'm kind of lumping all of these things together because there is some interplay (laughs) between both of those topics. So I'm just going to try to put it in one tidy package for you as this ongoing story is unfolding. Now, again, as of today, we are still going forward with this pandemic quarantine situation. So that's what's going on in our current life right now. And again, I know there is a lot of people talking about that. Lots of news outlets obsessing over it. Um, Tons of podcasts and YouTube videos that have discussed this at length. So it's really not going to be beneficial for me to really talk about that. Because if you want that, there's plenty of it out there for you. So I'm just going to kind of refocus on where my story left off in um, lessons that can apply to your life, even while you're living the quarantine dream. Okay, so these are personal and self-development little lessons that I had to stumble into that I've just decided are valuable for other people um, and not just myself in that we can work on while we're in quarantine. So we can be uh, caterpillars coming into the quarantine, but come out like the monarch butterfly. So you can change in one day. And I'm just basically sharing with you some of the revelations I found the hard way and how I kind of had to figure them out as we went along. So if I am picking up where I left off Um, on my last podcast, I was mainly just talking to you how I kind of stumbled into the place of uh, finding out what I should be doing for my life. In other words, doing as I called it my life's work. Instead of just working for life, I wanted and intentioned to do what I called my life's work. So it's basically a kind of career that you would do even if you weren't getting paid for it. That to me feels successful. You will never not feel successful if you are doing something that you would do for free. Okay, so I had to really sit and think about what that is because some people are just kind of born creative and um, I have some creative creative streaks in me for sure but I wasn't born an amazing artist or an amazing um any kind of like you know making things or a a great baker I I can bake I'm decent but I would definitely not put myself in a category of somebody who could make a living from my baking or cooking or anything like that so some people are born and automatically know those traits about themselves well I didn't have anything real discernible like that so I had to really sit down and come to that place where what can I use um, of a talent that comes naturally to me what would feel amazing every day waking up doing this as a career 
getting paid for living a dream life. Hmm, doesn't everybody want that? Sounds kind of pie in the sky, but it's really what I was believing could exist. Because now there was this new hope that sprung up in me that I believed in the unbelievable now. And I wasn't about to go back to that limited life and those limited doubt-filled days where, how could I do that? Or why would I do that? I couldn't be successful at that. I mean, that's just crazy. You know, nobody gets to do that. We have to work hard to earn every penny that we do. And you got to work your ass off, as some people around you always say. And I don't know. I just really felt like, why do some people get to do their life's work? You know what I mean? So, and if they get to do it, why couldn't I? I, I? I just finally had to lift that veil of doubt off me. Like, well, why couldn't I also pursue doing something that didn't even feel like work? It felt like a joy to me. So after much meditation on it and, and sitting with myself and as we talked about in the past, kind of going backwards to move forward and clearing out all of the clutter, I, ha- I finally came to that you know, that this is something that I would love to do. And of course, synchronicity and the universe or the Holy Spirit or God or whatever you are calling it, um, placed it right in front of me with this whole life coaching thing. Instant connection for me. Couldn't have been more natural. It's what I've been doing my whole life and not getting paid for it anyway. Do you know what I mean? And I'll continue to do it whether I get paid for it or not in, in all kinds of situations. I love the understanding of life. I love pondering life. I love figuring out a clear or getting clarity for people who can't find that clarity and, and helping them find the clarity in their life. So unlike a therapist who would have them go backwards and have exercises, you know, a life coach is basically like your best friend who doesn't have any expectations on you and doesn't have judgment of where you came from and where you're at now, but just tries to give you some clarity on the move forward and how to have you connect with your life path. So reframing success, as I said, that was part of my, my title. And the reason I, I feel that is important because Success means something different to everybody. And I believe I mentioned that before in a prior podcast. So, but what this meant to me is having a, a focus and having something to work towards. Okay. So I was no longer in the mode of life happening to me. I was being the creator of what my intention was and life was happening for me now because I was in the driver's seat. I kicked out whoever was in the driver's seat before and I took the wheel and I decided that I'm telling myself what's going to happen in my life. I am setting intentions and I am going for them. Now, that doesn't mean that instantly you're going to see me on um, talk shows or any kind of Oprah's soul sessions or anything like that suddenly because I decided to get certified as a life coach and now all of a sudden I'm going to be this big star. You know, it's possible, right? Anything's possible. So that's got to be my ultimate hope is like, hey, I can help on a large scale because this is such an important concept that 
God, I wish I could get this into the hands and into the lives of so many average people who are living below average lives when they could actually be living above average lives. And that would mean success for them. But let me go back. Success means that every step I take towards that ultimate goal is success. So I can go to sleep that night knowing I have done something to get myself towards the ultimate goal of what I am calling the ultimate success. So I feel now successful every day when I do a drop in that particular bucket of my career. And as I said, I have all those buckets. So anything in health and alignment and wellness, anything that I do for personal development, so any podcast or any new nugget of information, you know how you listen to podcasts sometimes and somebody says something to you that maybe you've heard a thousand different times, but the way that that person phrased it just hit you that particular day and you it just stops you in your tracks. So you had to like pause the podcast and write down what they just said. I don't know if any of you've done that or if I'm the only person who does that, but I do that kind of stuff. And you know what? That to me, now stay with me, that feels successful. Do you know why it feels successful? Because I have intentioned to grow and to learn something new every single day. That was an intention, is an intention of me, for me, every single day. And then when I stumble upon that nugget of wisdom or that little building block that's going to pour into my ultimate story, life story, that means I was successful in that place in that day. Okay, so that feels successful. You have to reframe what success means to you because if it's not a zero-sum game, it's not a pass-fail thing. So, okay, I have you know, this, like I said, this goal that I want to be this, you know, um, have the ability to touch a lot of people's lives with life coaching just to open up their eyes. And it would be simple. I honestly believe that I could change somebody with these revelations that happened to me. I could change people's lives in probably like 15 minutes. If I'm being honest, I really believe that. And that's because the people that are ready to hear will hear. Because on that particular day, in the way that I say it, at that particular time, in the you, the words that I use to express this one little revelation might change their lives on that particular day. Even though there's a million people out there who now probably call themselves life coaches, this is something that I am saying with conviction because I have used it. It has worked for me. It has happened to me. It's not just a theory that's been cooked up in an academic journal or in a lab or something. It's real. It's real. Okay, so I say it with the utmost of conviction because it has unfolded in my life. So perception is reality. So I I know that there is power in those words and in that story. And I would be beyond myself to be able to change the life of somebody else due to a revelation that I might have given them from my own hardships. Because you have to go through things in order to actually build that that muscle, to flex that muscle, that character muscle, that that. I don't know. You, you, you just really have to be in the fire in order to come out and refined and, and 
shining on the other end. You have to go through that refiner's fire to burn out all the impurities and to be magnetic and shiny on the other end. So um, despise not the day of small beginnings. I always love, there's that verse in the Bible that says, despise not the day of small beginnings. Well, I think I have showed you that I have very small beginnings. Okay, so it's not like I can't relate to that. I wasn't, you know, born and bred into this amazing career and handed it over to me from my parents or whatever. And and that's wonderful if you were, because then you have different lessons that you can learn and share with us, right? So I'm just saying, but me particular, I wasn't. So I had to go through all of these things in order to be able to come out gleaming like gold on the other end. So every day that I build towards these ultimate goals now that I have set them and I am intentional, remember, life doesn't happen to me, it happens for me, all of these things, every day I do something towards that, it is success for me. And it's wonderful. And I go to sleep and I have a sense of fulfillment and being um, satisfied and gratified with my life and the optimism just oozes out of me because if I'm looking for success I always find it but conversely if I am looking for the negative and looking for failures and looking for that lack guess what I always find that as well okay so once I've cleared the clutter and I've I've gotten myself tunnel vision on what it is that I want on all these different buckets. So, you know, the self-development, as I said, my career and health and fitness, you know, so I've managed my food, um, you know, options for the day and, and eaten foods that are very intentional. I've planned them out ahead of time only because it helps me crave those foods. You know how like if you think about what you're going to eat for the day, then when the time comes for you to eat that actual thing, it sounds and tastes a lot better to you because you've almost prepared yourself for it, right? But if I don't think about it, I might grab those bag of chips, okay? I'm just being real. You know what that is. You know that if you don't know what you're going to organize your thoughts clear the clutter, organize your life. And if you don't know ahead of time, I'm going to have this delicious protein shake. Um, Maybe not protein, but I'm going to have a smoothie that's going to throw every color of the rainbow in that smoothie. And I'm going to make that at, oh, about one o'clock, 12 o'clock, whatever. Then all of a sudden you look forward to that. Okay. So it's the same with the rest of your life. If you know what you want it to look like, then Every step you take towards that, that's a, it, it, it is glorious. It, it feels like success. You are just like beaming with pride. So it, it's a reframing of your mind. Okay. Now, coming back to looking for success and finding it every day or what I like to call magic. I find magic every day because I look for it. I, I want to know that I'm on the right track. So I always say, hey, I, I want to see my favorite number, like the 111 or 1111, so four ones or three ones, anything with the 11s in it, um, I want to not on purpose, like I don't wait for the clock to turn 1111, okay, because what's the magic in that? Because I just, you know, I, I made it happen. But the magic is when it happens and you're not expecting it. But every time I stumble upon a 1111, I take a picture of it. Because that is a reminder that I am on the right track and things are happening for me, not to me, for me. I am on the right track. I feel freaking like you just want to like 
kick ass, you know, like, like that day is going to be incredible. And I don't expect anything but an incredible day. If I'm just, you know, I'm just being honest that that is literally how I approach my day. So, and then it just gets fortified and even sealed with a kiss when I see that number. So that's just a num- another little way that I feel successful every day because I'm working towards something. Don't let the day just be lazy couch potato day. I mean, some days you need that. You know, you're just binging on Netflix or whatever it is. I'm not a big TV watcher, so that's not how it would be for me. I'm a big fat nerd and I listen and binge on podcasts, okay, or YouTube videos, or I'm always looking to learn. I'm just a a big sponge of information. Yes, slightly nerdy, I know, but that is just how I roll. So information is key for me, but not information that's going to make me paranoid and feel like a victim, which leads me to my next topic in this podcast. Okay, so victimhood. Now, if you look for the slights in your life, the way that people are slighting you, you will absolutely find it. Because if you look hard enough, and sometimes it's really obvious you don't even need to look that hard, you will see that somebody, quote, did you wrong. So you can overly focus on those bad thoughts, those bad events, those bad words that somebody spoke to you, or, um, you know, a situation you find yourself when you look around and you seem to be the only one in this situation. And so suddenly, what is it? Yep, you find yourself to be a victim. And oh my gosh, (laughs) I don't even know where to start with this, honestly. I know that I quietly, definitely, for, you know, I don't know how many years, probably saw myself as a victim, and worse yet, not only a victim, but a crumb taker. So, you know what a crumb taker is, don't you? So, it's obvious what a crumb taker is, meaning that you will settle settle for being an option instead of demanding to be the option. Okay? So you will settle for being the martyr and the invisible man, invisible woman, and you will take whatever life gives you or whatever people give you, the relationships of people around you, whatever crumbs they give you, you'll just settle for it and take it like, oh, that's enough. And you'll just deal with like, it's probably if somebody asked you, it would be a lot less than what you hoped for or wanted, but it's, it's whatever. Oh, just whatever. You know, you just take whatever. And while that sounds like the road of least resistance, um, because that way you don't obsess on, you know, secretly, but not even secretly, I guess I could say subconsciously, your mind is taking note of the fact that you are always getting less than what you deserve. And if you are constantly taking less than what you deserve, then guess what you're going to get? Yep, you're going to get less than you deserve 
on all fronts of your life because you have not come in with an intention of what is appropriate for you. What is the boundary in this relationship? What is the intention for what I'm doing here? And if you get less than that from people, they're going to continue to give you less than. So that goes, obviously you can see how that goes with, um, any kind of relationship you have, um, marriage, obviously, any kind of partnership and um, relationships that are important in your life. If you establish those relationships as taking less than what makes you feel whole or what makes you feel valid or happy, then you will continue to get that less than amount. You will continually get less respect than you want, less quality, affection, and, and connections that you want. You'll continue to get those because that's where you set the bar. You did that, okay? You didn't do that on purpose. You thought you were, you know, being an easygoing mate or, you know, easy to be f- friendship with or easy to be married to because, oh, whatever, you know, it, it's fine. I'm, I'm good with what you give me. Mm. Well, guess what's never going to change until you change it? Yeah. That's right. You're always going to get less than you are always going to get less than the respect that you want and whatever. And then because of crumb taking, then that turns into victimhood. So when you sulk around and you start to get salty about certain relationships that you have, friendships, again, I don't need to explain relationships. You understand what are the pillars, um, the pillar relationships that you have in your life, you know, family, friends, whatever spouse. You are always going to play out these stories where they're doing you wrong. Okay. Whether that's true or not in reality, in your mind, you are getting done wrong. Okay. So like there's a lot of overt examples of that, that I could give you that you could think of, but even just less than, um, just small examples of how you see yourself as a victim. Um, And on both sides of this, I mean, both people could be seeing themselves as a victim. While you're thinking of yourself as a victim, I guarantee you at some point they're seeing themselves as a victim because somehow you didn't meet their needs. (laughs) Okay? Even though you think that you did, you have no idea that in what I, I have termed, and then I came to find out I was so disappointed. I came up with this concept that I thought was this original concept. Turns out it already exists. But I called them mind movies. Mind movies. And in each one of our mind movies, like say we're mad at our husband. Let's just take the easiest low-hanging fruit here. Okay, for me, my husband, um, or whoever's husband, wife, whatever, whoever's listening to this. In my movie... In my mind movie, I will see myself as, when I'm mad, you know, not only the victim, but also the righteous hero. Okay, so I take both of those spots. And then there always has to be a villain. Always. There is never a story without a villain. So they are always the villain. Okay, in my mind movies, you know, uh, like see about him, he's always the villain and I'm always the victim and the um, heroine, hero, whatever you want to call me, (laughs) heroine. Um, So 
in like we can talk about uh okay god there's so many examples here but let me think about this okay well let me i know like somebody a friend told me about something about um a situation that played out and she was getting so mad at her husband okay because there was a there was a repair in their house that she had been telling him about and telling him about and telling him about and he kept promising that he will address this repair something to do with like a gutter you know like their gutter was loose or something and a shingle and um like little chipmunks were getting under there (laughs) or something like that and she kept telling him about can you please do this can you please do this well needless to say he wasn't doing it so in her mind in her mind movie he was and she's creating now a whole narrative around this mind movie remember because you it's your movie so you get to fill in whatever context that you want so in her mind he's being you know he is this not only lazy but he's doing it intentionally just to get back at her because he doesn't love her he doesn't respect her he doesn't um you know listen to her he just treats her like crap because he's not doing what she has asked him to do so the narrative is you don't love me you don't respect me I am invisible you hate me because you're not doing what I want now I on the other hand in her mind movie I am cleaning the house I am doing everything I've got everything organized I go to work I make money I'm doing everything right because I am a hero and I do everything right because in our mind movies remember we're always right and we always come out gleaming and we're you know riding in on the white horse every time we we make ourselves out to be a bigger hero than we probably actually are and we make them out to be the bigger villain than they probably actually are so our reality gets a little skewed when we really get going with these mind movies so then what happens is you know now she's treating him like somebody who has done something who has wronged her in a very mortally bad way where he's almost like you know killed their puppy or something so so if you let it go long enough that's what it turns into it turns into a bigger enigma than it actually really is okay because she sees herself as a victim now they're causing there's a chasm now between she and her husband and it grows wider and wider and the more she pulls away from him and builds up her walls then the more he pulls away from her because he's annoyed with her for being as he would call a b-i-t-c-h you know you're just being such a b-i-t-c-h when in fact he's failing to realize that it was as simple as going and nailing down a shingle that could have erased this entire now huge blot on their relationship it didn't even have to be this way okay so so the mind is a very powerful thing and how we process these things in our mind is very powerful so but the other problem with further than that I should say not the other problem but furthermore with victimhood is If you are always seeing yourself as a victim, that means you are without power. You are lacking something. You see yourself as lacking. And if you take on that victim mantle, you will always allow somebody else to control your happiness, your fulfillment, your enjoyment of life, 
You are literally robbing yourself of all of these things because you see yourself as coming up short and lacking in some area. Okay? So it's all on how you process these adversities and these back and forth things that happen with relationships. So this can be, you know, at work too. You know, don't think that this couldn't be at work. You start to make up stories about what, you know, how you're, how the company sees you and they're crapping on the little guy and they don't care. And, you know, nobody cares about what I'm doing. And then you act bitter. And then maybe your production goes down because you're like, oh, they don't care. And then the only one you're ultimately going to hurt is you because then your review will come along and go, oh, well, you're not doing what you know what you're supposed to be you're not even hitting the marks and you're thinking yeah but it's your fault because you don't pay me enough or whatever you know whatever we've all been in these different scenarios i've been in that scenario or you know where a co-worker might do something and i've definitely you know had this you know a, a co-worker might kind of do something really sneaky and deceptive and um try to sabotage something that a work that you have done and try to say, you know, they'll try to disparage your work to maybe a a boss. And then the boss doesn't have time to vet what she's saying and going, okay, yeah, that did happen. When in fact, that's all a lie. And so you can really let stuff like that fester when somebody does you wrong like that. I mean, blatantly does you wrong. So you can be a victim and, and ponder ponder it for months and years on end and always find yourself as a victim. Um, And as I said before, there's a million places where you can be a victim or where you think you're a victim or you think your kids are being victimized. I said on the last podcast, that's always my favorite. The the coach is treating my kid unfairly and oh that teacher hates my kid and and they're the reason that my kid failed and they're the reason that my kid didn't succeed on this team or whatever you're always so ready to point the finger when what you could do is save yourself the victim talk and go I or he or she must have had some ownership in this story Okay, there has to be some reason why events played out the way that they did. I am a absolute advocate for personal responsibility and accountability. And while bad things do happen, and there are bad people who do intentionally do stuff to you. I'm not saying that that doesn't happen for sure. But there is always a a background story in your life. I well, let me just stop there for a second. I heard a a podcaster, one particular podcaster that I like to listen to. I don't know if she made this up or if she, um, you know, heard it from somebody else. But I loved this. I loved this saying where she says, how she said she said um whatever story you're telling yourself the universe will cast the actors for you to have it play out <laughs> think about that whatever story you're telling yourself the universe will cast the actors for you o m g now go back and apply that to so many situations that you have been through where you have been bitter and salty about it for maybe even years 
and let's go back quietly and examine why did it play out that way? Even though you are so quick to point the finger that somebody did me wrong, it's your fault. Uh, Yes, it is. It is. You know, partly that other person's fault, there's no question. But why? Why did they feel so free to treat you like that? Or to so flippantly let things play out that way that were clearly a smack in your face? Why? Now that is a good question. In my opinion, that's a very good question. So if you can filter all of the events in your life through that filter, that is going to save you years of wasted time, wasted thoughts, and wasted productivity. It does not serve you to look at a situation and instantly claim victimhood. It just doesn't. And when somebody around you will instantly claim victimhood, I have no time for that. I really don't. I literally am repelled from the victimhood talk anymore. I used to have more of a of an understanding of it. And while I still have an understanding, my my reaction to it now is to bring clarity to it for anyone who wants to kind of group me into their victim group like they're doing us all wrong. Ah, don't include me in that club. Please don't include me in that club because honestly, it probably means I have something to learn from it. Why did this happen? What thought am I thinking even in my subconscious that said, this is going to happen to me? Somewhere back there in my mind, I must have thought that. Like, they're going to do me wrong or they're going to treat me like crap or they, they, or, you know, whatever. Again, not that you go around obsessing with negative thoughts. It's bringing awareness to the negative thoughts. Not that everyone goes around and thinks them, but when you do, please be aware when these things happen to you or these thoughts, because you are ultimately inviting chaos by just thinking them like, oh, he, he doesn't appreciate me. Um, he doesn't respect me. He doesn't, you know, act worthy of respect and even tell yourself, I am always respected. I act in a respectful manner and I receive the respect that I deserve. I receive the love that I deserve. I receive the, um, what do you want to call it? validation or you know compliments or anything that it is that you want you have to believe that you're worthy of receiving that and then somehow the tide turns and you will ultimately receive it but even in the face of reality where it doesn't look like you're getting any of that refuse to give in to the victimhood and set your standards on what is appropriate for you. Set your boundaries, set your standards, and stick to them. If somebody, if you have a friendship where it's always one-sided and you get stressed about that and you feel like, why am I, why is this so one-sided? Like, why is it always me reaching out to you? Why is it always me having to say, hey, do you want to meet up for a drink? Hey, do you want this? Or what's going on? Are you okay? But then it's never reciprocated. Well, you need to think about that. Now, why is that? 
What standard did you set? What is it that, how is it that you are viewed by this person that they are so flippant with you? You know what I mean? So, you know, recalibrating those standards going forward. You can't always do anything about the past and what you did and have to be mad at all these people and cut them out of your life. You know, no, I'm not, that's not what this is about at all. This is about being aware of what your boundaries are going forward and how you wish to be treated and you want to be in a reciprocal friendship. But there are people who just need your help and can't always be reciprocal and of course, me, I'm loving that because I love bringing clarity to people's lives. So that doesn't really bother me as much as it might bother somebody else. Well, she didn't call me and she just, you know, takes, takes, takes and never gets. Well, you know, it just depends on their situation in life, right? So like, I don't care. A lot of times I don't because I feel like I'm sent to help bring clarity and hope to a situation and bring, um, substantial reasons as to how you arrived there in the first place so that you can change the path forward. Okay. So I just, I just think it's fascinating, you know, the, the power of the mind and how it actually um, dictates your success. It dictates your relationships and your path forward. And so I guess that would be my big, um, you know, big idea for the day is reframing your success and what makes you feel successful. Because as long as you're in a good feeling place, you're not going to be as inclined to think those bitter and less than thoughts and be busy being mad at your spouse because they're not a certain way um, by the manual that you have written for them. Because let's face it, we all come in with a manual. And in fact, that's going to be what I'm going to be talking about the next time. The manual. Okay, the manual that we run our lives by and no one else can see your manual, of course. So guess who's going to fall short all the time? They are. They're always going to fall short of what your manual says they should be doing and how they should be behaving and how they should be acting and blah, blah, blah. You have all these expectations of them. And then it's a pass fail game, which then leads to your frustration. So learning to erase some of those action items on your manual. But for this one, just reframing success and every day can feel successful. Every day is successful if you decide that you are working towards something and you decide that it's successful, it actually very much is successful. And the crumb taking victim, for the love of God, get rid of that now. Don't not that people can't be accountable for their actions, but you taking them personally is where the disconnect happens. So if you catch them doing something that they shouldn't be doing, yes, they are accountable for their behavior and their choices. But that is not of you. That is not your problem to deal with. That is no reflection on you in terms of, oh, now I'm not worthy because this person did this. No, no, no. You're not a victim. That was what they chose to do. That was their choice and their action. But you get to decide what you're going to do with it. And you can either, you know, cut something off if you need to cut something off, or you can call somebody out 
for somebody, for something that they may have done that is just inappropriate, you can call them out, but you don't have to do it with malice. Just like, I noticed you did this. I don't know why you did this, but I know that this makes me extremely uncomfortable. And until you can kind of fix that, I'm just going to get some space here. But all is well, I'm just going to kind of create a little space for me because it doesn't make me feel good when you do this. That kind of behavior. Um, And crumb taking. When you're all you single people out there, you know, for dating and things like that, don't be a crumb taker. Don't take the every three day text and think that that's okay and try to make that work. If every three day text and that's their how much they value time with you, then that's a no go. Okay, in in your heart, if that's a no go, then that's a no go. Okay, you've got to put your boundaries out because. And, and decide in your mind how you want a relationship to look like and how you want your love life to look like. And don't say things to yourself like always the bridesmaid, always the bridesmaid, never the bride and things like that. No, no, no. There is somebody that is meant for you, but they're waiting for you to fix you first. Okay. They are waiting for you to be the complete package for them because they're ready for you and they're just waiting for you to catch up. Okay, so you are just busy taking this pandemic (laughs) time to fix you and come out like the butterfly. You will be a complete package. You will fix your parameters, your boundaries, your um, success quotient, your, your prosperity, and everything. You are going to rework the whole thing where it all works for you and never against you. And that's your call for today. So that's the call to action from this particular podcast. But those are things that I came upon that I had to learn the hard way of stop being a victim. Stop pointing the fingers at everybody else. That doesn't mean they're not doing something wrong, but you don't have to absorb absorb the negative of what they're doing and make it part of your story. And meaning that you are less than somehow because so-and-so didn't love you. Well, who the hell cares what so-and-so thinks or doesn't think about you? You have to love you first and know what your value is and know that you're worthy of being loved and become that person so that you can give love and get love freely. So it's just, it's just like that. I mean, that's just the reality of the situation. So anyway, I hope that, um, touched a nerve with somebody out there and that you can kind of look back on some of those adverse situations that have happened in your life because we all have them and that you can transfer them for the good and what, you know, maybe what was intended for bad, you get to turn around and make it good and you can. All right, everybody, I will talk to you on the next podcast or I'll talk at you in the next podcast. Everyone have a great week.